Big 12. Yo, what's good, man? NBS Central. NBS Central, this is the NBS show, man. We are here back at it for another episode. Make sure you got all the episodes on Spotify and um, follow us on the social media platforms, man. With that being said, I got the panel with me. Start off with Mr. Box Office. What's going on, bro? What's up, y'all? I'm excited to be back another week here, getting closer and closer football season. Uh, I'd appreciate it if Joe Junkie did not interrupt my introduction. So disrespectful. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be back on. Let's get another show popping. And then um, I got Mr. C with me right now. Transetta is in the building. Follow me. You'll be all right. Yeah, I do follow you. Um, and then <laughs> I also and pulling up just right now. It's true extra sports junkie. What's going on? Dancing cheer dad. Shout out to my daughters, man. My apologies for running a little late. Got some family things going on, but we here. What's up, fellas? What up with it, boy? The go tail, man. The go tail, man. What's up? I know, man. I've been here for a minute, bro. You <laughs> Oh, what? July, July, July. Um, obviously, um, we're gonna we got a lot to talk about from back, the NBA, from the NFL to even soccer. We we got we got stuff everywhere. It just started. Boys, money everywhere. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's start things off with on a serious note. Um, came out today. Um, Bronny James. Um. Um, I I guess the report said that he, he went through cardiac arrest during a, a USC workout. Um, this was this happened on Monday, um, and the news actually came out today. Um, right right now he is in stable condition. He's no longer in ICU. Um, really quick, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. Man, I'll start it off, man. There's nothing to play with, bro. Um, you know, um, I'm happy he's out of ICU and he's uh, doing better now. But, I mean, you know, you got to see what's going on with that because that could lead to bigger problems. And, um, you know, I hopefully it's effective him going from a high school workout to, you know, just starting in the, in the college workout because they take it up a notch. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, it shouldn't be happening that early in his um, – as young as he is, his body should be able to take that. So they need to get that looked at most definitely. Um, my daughter actually was uh, experiencing chest pains earlier last year, man. We made sure she – we took her straight to the cardiologist to um, make sure everything was all right because, you know, you never want to overlook anything like that. Like it's not nothing. He went into full cardiac arrest. That's big, man. That's a heart attack at uh, 18 years old. That's big, man. So, you know, hopefully there's no, no underlying issues. And he um he shakes his off and able to continue playing. If that's what he chooses to do. I'll go next. Um, <coughs> honestly, very unfortunate to hear this. You know, he's 18 years old. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard of another athlete that young get cardiac arrest in my life. 
Um, Bronny James obviously very popular because of his dad at this age. So maybe that's why I don't know of any other athletes. But, I mean, I'm 29. I'm 11 years older than him. I've, I've drank. I've smoked. I've been overweight and everything. And knock on wood, I haven't had none of these issues yet. And someone that's in much better shape, someone younger, way younger, to get cardiac arrest. I mean, just scary. Uh, his life is obviously never going to be 100% the same. Uh, you know, it, it depends what the doctors say going forward. And and obviously, he's going to be monitored a whole different way going forward. Right. I, I have not much else to say except I'm um, happy he's alive and stable. And um, hopefully, he doesn't have a lot of these issues going forward. It's just unfortunate. Kid is 18 years old. Uh, and it just shows you, you know, his dad's a billionaire. You could, you could have all the money in the world. You could have all the best doctors. You could have probably the best diets around, best trainers, and still something could go wrong. So it's, just, it's sad, and uh, and I hope he just uh, recovers well and uh, doesn't have any issues going forward. That's all I got to say about it. Definitely, definitely. I want to say shout-out to USC, man, the staff, man, for you know getting, up, getting on that ASAP. You know, that's big. You know, Q, I know we always count about who's our favorite colleges and stuff like that, but shout out to USC, man. That was a good look that they took care of that. And just thankful that that young man is doing much better. My thoughts and my prayers are with his family, his friends, his loved ones. And um, I just, you know, hope that all the young people out there understand, you know, sometimes, you know, things like this happen. But I don't want to stop them from pursuing their goals and their dreams. You know, I hope Brian James continues to grow in his in the sport of basketball, and hopefully he can keep playing, man. But my thoughts are present definitely with the family. Yeah, when I um when I heard about this, somebody said to me, "You heard about Bronny James?" I was like, "What you mean?" I was then I looked at, it, I was like, "Damn, this really, this is really happening." Because things was happening like out of nowhere like there was news and sports that just dropped out of nowhere and this one just uh it it, it this this one definitely hit everybody in a different way um i thought of um i thought of damar hamlin when this um happened cuz they went through the similar situation damar hamlin had a huge impact because this happened you know when he was actually in the game but obviously somebody was there you know uh, you know he, he wasn't by himself um and happening at a young age like that man like there's not much i could really say besides you know sending my thoughts and prayers have a full speedy recovery and you know i and i hope to see Bronny james soon because everybody's been looking forward to him and um shut Shout out to the staff and the medical from USC also. Real quick, man. Um, and I know at that age, um, I remember, like I said, I felt like at that age, I could have pushed myself to do anything. I could have pushed my body to the extreme to do anything. You almost feel, um, you know, you feel invincible. Um, coach is telling you, go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I know I've pushed myself to do stuff that I didn't think I was able to do. So um, sometime, you know, as that, at that age, you, you got to listen to your body, man. You know, you never know if he was having how he was feeling before it happened. 
So, you know, uh, sometimes you have to listen to your body, man. I learned to listen to my body later on in life. But, you know, you sometime at that age, man, you'll push yourself so hard. And, um, things like this may happen. So, you know, well, um, prayers go out to them. And uh, hopefully this is just a one off and it never happens again to him. And um, right. uh, we, they, we always talk about how LeBron spends money on his body. Imagine what he's going to spend on his son. Mm, right. You no. Know, you already know they're gonna get this taken care of. To it's gonna it's whatever needs to be done, and he can do it. He's gonna do it. So, all right. So we uh we're gonna move on over to our next topic. Um um we do got some NBA news, and that NBA news is Jalen Brown, five year, three hundred four million super max contract by Jalen Brown. Everybody have a lot to say right now. I'm pretty sure, but uh, let's go, man. Let's let's well, let's go. I jump it off, man. What you gonna do, man? You gonna let him walk? <laughs> it's your turn. Talk. <laughs> you can't let him walk, bro. You gotta sign him. It's his turn. It's his turn. The person who's gonna get the next contract was gonna get the super max, and they were gonna set the bar. That's what's happening right now. It's not that he quote-unquote, deserves it um, more than any other player. It's just it's, it's his turn. So uh, the next person that gets a Supermax is going to set the bar up even higher. So, you know, it's just going to – it just goes like that with these contracts right now. And, um, you know, I know a couple of my, my colleagues on the panel are uh, really adamant about not paying them this money. But, hey, man, you either pay them or you let them go. And you don't let a player like Jalen Brown go for nothing like that. So – Big shout out to him, man. Get that money. Let your boy hold something, man. <laughs> I know you watch this. Go ahead, Yvonne. Okay, well, I agree with uh, Truex last <laughs> week that Jalen Brown is overrated. I've felt that way for a while. Um, I'm not sure you can win a championship with him as your one or two. Probably not. But – you know, if I was Boston, I'm not doing this. If I was Boston, what I do is I am throwing the house at Damian Lillard and including Jalen Brown. That's what I'm doing. Wow. And you know, put him, put him with Jason Tatum, and I think you could win a title, uh, especially if you surround pieces around them. I I just can't I can't I can't imagine paying being the Boston Celtics and paying Jalen Brown the most money ever. He's not even your best player. <laughs> that, like, come on, he that's not even your best player. Okay, I mm. I personally I'm a Jason Tatum fan. I wouldn't make Jason Tatum the highest paid player ever. I'm definitely not making my second best player uh, the highest paid ever. So I'm not falling. Well, What's that? I would say, oh, well, I get you. I'm sorry. You did give an alternative. Yeah. But I, I'd include him for a Dame Lillard uh, contract or I'm or I'm simply playing hardball. Like, I, I'm not. I'm just not making you the highest paid player in the NBA. <laughs> if you're the second best player on my team, I, I, I just can't do it. Um, I'm not going to say it's a mistake, but I thought there was better alternatives. Well, 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 you know, see, you never seem to surprise me these days. I just, we, we had this conversation about this guy who I think is a good player. I just don't think he's 
the the upper echelon. If you're gonna give him that much money, how much money are you gonna give Jason Tatum? Tatum's about to get four hundred million. You're literally gonna pay him four hundred. When is his turn? When is his turn, man? You're gonna oh, get this is unbelievable. If I'm Jason Tatum, I'm licking my chops because I can't wait to sign my contract. You just gave Jalen Brown five years. Over three hundred million dollars. See, are you listening to that number? Five years <laughs> over three hundred. Oh my God! And you haven't won anything. Anything? What's gonna make me feel like something's gonna change? You lost Marcus Smart. Golly! Yeah, you you, you added um for thing. It's the unicorn. We understand that. Maybe that does help, but man, I'm sitting back here saying, do I really want to give this guy $300 million? Hey, shout out to Jalen Brown. I don't hate Jalen Brown. For anybody out there, I think he's a really good player. I just don't think that he's the upper echelon. I don't think he's a top five player. When you get this kind of money, you got to be top five. Now, could he end up being that, or could he end up being a really good player? Maybe so. If he had got moved like Levon had spoke about for Dame Lillard, he would definitely go to Portland and be the man. And if he would bring Portland a championship, I would have to sit here and say he deserved every cent that they gave him. But at this moment, I'm not prepared to say that he should have got $300 million. I'm looking at Jokic who just won the NBA Finals. And I know it's different time frames. I get all that. But if I'm Boston, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you more money than Jokic got. There's no way. Why would I give you more money than Jokic? What's the alternative though? Hey, hey, how would him give him get trade him for Damian Lillard? Portland gotta accept that trade. Portland, oh, Portland, Portland would definitely accept that trade. No, they wouldn't, man. Oh, I, come I'm on, man. They want Tyler Hero and three first round picks, and you're gonna take Jalen Brown. But I'm sure they've <laughs> offered Jalen Brown. I'm sure they've done that. No, they didn't do that. Portland doesn't have leverage. They know Lillard wants out, so I mean, obviously, they're you're not going to accept Jalen Brown straight up for Damian Lillard, but you, you, you uh, Jalen Brown, three first round picks, it's already better than what Miami was offering. But I would actually disagree with y'all real quick. I know Keo got to go, but I think they would take Jalen Brown head up for Damian Lillard because he's a, I'm gonna tell you why. Because, like you said, they're behind the eight ball right now. Because Damian Lillard wants out. And Jalen Brown is a young superstar. Now, I'm not sitting there saying he's a, he's Jason Tatum. But he's, I mean, he's, it's, 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 it's levels. Like, I'm not saying he's far behind Jason Tatum. But he's right there. But he's just not yeah. a top five player, in my opinion. But I think they would take that trade. Because he's so young. They would say, oh, we got a piece, a major piece that um, they can build around. So I think they would take that. I would take Jalen. I And I just said how much I think he's overrated. But I would take Jalen Brown over Tyler Hero and three first-round picks, for sure. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Give me Jalen Brown. I'll take him. Let's run it. Because now he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. At worst, I think he could do what James Harden did in Houston. I definitely think he could no. do that. You, you think it could be James Harden in Houston? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> the talent awesome. gap between those two, the, those two dudes are very wide. Uh -uh -uh. Also, I remember, 
also remember when uh, <laughs> when one hundred million dollars was a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, dude, we we are going on a path where eventually one day somebody's getting a billion dollars contract. I mean, that's like that's what yeah. that. I mean, come on. I mean, imagine if you get a bill. Let's say a five year, one billion dollar deal. My math's all over the place. What what is that one for one year? I mean, two hundred million. That that what? What? One year. <laughs> what? I'm good, I'm good at money. I'm not good at math. I'm good at money. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody tell Mbappe that. By the way. Yeah. Um, I was about to say that. <laughs> what up, friends? What up, see friends? That, see, that's an example. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And that's a, for one year. I said, oh. I said five years for a billion. That was a one year deal that they offer. Are you um, so that's where the money at. The like I said, brother. The thing is, the thing is, right now, what you gotta understand is, man. Um, Portland. I, the reason why I don't think Portland would take that is because Dame is still putting butts in the seat. They still making money with Dame. I think they would go there to see Jalen Brown. I do. I, I think that. I, I know you're looking at James Harden after what he did in Houston, but I'm talking about when James Harden was in OKC and he got traded to Houston initially. Oh okay. yeah. To me, I think Jalen Brown is a better player at this moment than James Harden was when he left OKC, for sure. Jalen Brown is a good player. Like, I'm not – when I say he's overrated, I just don't like the argument when they say he's better than Jason Tatum because I don't think he's better than Jason Tatum. I don't think that's an argument. But I think Jalen Brown is a legit – you can make the case that he's maybe the best number two option on any team in the NBA. It would take Jalen Brown and some first-round picks. No way to do it here, though. No matter how young he is, how talented he is, there's no way. If I sent you that, in the eye of the beholder, my friend, I would I, take that trade. If I sent you that in fantasy, there's no way you take that. In fantasy? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 man, got, if I sent you Jalen Brown, you had dang little boys, no way you take that. Amen. Amen. It is. I'd have, to, I'd have to look and see if you needed a center or something too, bro. I think there's no way you take that. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. as as far as this goes, um, um, Saquon Barkley had to beg for one million dollars for the Giants. <laughs> you got a guy that you got a guy that can't dribble the damn ball. That's getting paid three hundred million dollars. Um, oh man, stop, man. Um, and he then um, oh. No, he can't. Act him, to, act him, the dribble with his left hands. Let's see if he could do it. Um, and then you got a top, you got a top ten player that's getting a super max contract. No, a player that's not a, a top ten player getting a super max contract. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. Th I only think like there's certain players that gets the super max, man. But as far as but this this CBA agreement that they have is a complete disaster right now because you got. A guy that's not even worth three hundred million. I'm not gonna stop anybody from getting their money. I'm not saying he shouldn't get his money. Of course, get his money, but is he worth that much? Is he the future? Is he the face? Is he the best team, best player on this team? I don't think so. That that the team goes through Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has always been the best player on this team. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, they feel like Jalen Brown is a difference maker and he makes an impact. I just don't think he's worth three hundred million to 
to be given for. And I don't I don't think I don't think that three hundred million is gonna last because now it's just more pressure on him. There's no trade clause on this on this contract also. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Jason Tatum now because when, when players get those big money contracts, they tend not to live up to expectations when somebody does that because this is this guy is considered to be the richest contract in NBA history. And now there's going to be pressure and a lot of expectations for him. So now they're going to expect them to – make it to the NBA finals as much as they giving this guy. I can't even imagine what, what uh, Jason Tatum is going to get. If he's getting 304 million, we know Jason Tatum's going to get way more than that. What? 400 million? 360? It depends on when I'm it's coming. Sorry. He just doesn't, doesn't, he just doesn't deserve this money. I don't see it. He is not a three hundred four million guy. He is not a super max contract player, and I just don't. He was, he's not going to live up to that contract and the ex- expectations that this team is looking for. Hold up! Before we move on, let me say one more thing. All right. So you know how how he end up uh, qualifying for the super max, right? He made all NBA second team, bro. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I disagree with y'all. As much as I think he's overrated, I'm I'm literally, right now, I can show y'all, I'm writing stuff down. And outside of the, you know, I call these guys the GOATs, LeBron, KD, Steph, those guys are older. If you put the top 10 guys that's the young players, I think Jalen Brown's a top 10 player. Yeah. I do. I think you've got the older guys. I mean, I know you can't take the older guys out. I understand that. But I'm saying, I think other young guys, he's a good player. He's not better than Tatum. He's not. But LeBron and D-Wade won a championship together, and they were yeah. both really good. So yeah, I'm saying, good. I'm not sitting there saying he's LeBron or D-Wade. Are you? I, even though I do think. My player comparison to him is D-Wade. I think he plays a lot like D-Wade. To me, that's my opinion. And I was never a big D-Wade fan. Y'all, we've been doing this show forever. Y'all know I was saying D-Wade was overrated a long time. But that's my player comparison. I I guess I just don't like their style of play. But he's I'm not going to knock the kid. The kid can play. We're not going to sit here, kill somebody, he can't dribble, he can't go left. Kill, be quiet. And you disrespected a kid that was in your in your area. Shout out to Cal, man. He came from no. Cal. <laughs> ask me, ask me if I care. I'm gonna continue to disrespect him. He doesn't deserve it. The guy can't dribble if his life depended on it. He's a turnover machine, man, and he's gonna be a disappointment for any Boston fan out there. No, Rudy Gobert. Every time you say the man can't dribble, you sound crazy. Rudy Gobert. He can, just, man. Hold on. Rudy Gobert is getting $41 million. Like, come on, brother. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, I'm looking at these contracts. No disrespect, but Kawhi is getting 45 And Kawhi doesn't play at all. And I'm not sitting there saying he's better than Kawhi, but I'm saying Kawhi doesn't right. play. Uh, Brad- Bradley Bill's getting almost $50 million a year. Like, I'm not sitting I'm saying this kid shows up to work. If he has to put a mask on, he's playing with the mask on. The dude can play basketball. Can we not? All, all you got to say is he deserves $304 million. I just want to hear you say that. So just <laughs> say not, that, man, if you're defending not, that. 
I'm How hard is that? I ain't saying that. I ain't saying that. You're defending him so much, like, 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 hey, like man. that's your friend, man. <laughs> I'm a numbers man. I'm gonna say he deserves it. All he right. Met okay. all the criteria. Okay. He met gonna... all the criteria, <laughs> like being named All NBA. Man, that right there, that right there tells me it tells you a lot. If you're eligible for that super max and it's your turn, you're supposed to get that money. And he, play, he, play, he plays hard. I like I like him. Like I, I like him as a young man from what I see. I just don't think he's the best player on that team. And it's hard for me to want to pay somebody like him when you're not the best player on the team. All right. My comparison to him, I compare him more to Scottie Pippen. I I, I compare style wow. to Scotty Pippen. And um, his length and everything else, he's just not defensively as good as Scotty Pippen. But Scotty Pippen was never the best player on his team, of course, right? No. But well, yeah, was, he was the best player on that team that should have beat the Knicks in the playoffs in Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Wow, but man. I'm just talking about the real teams, the teams that won the championship. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't the best player on those teams. But when it was time for him to get his money, they didn't pay him either, and he deserved it. So wow. that's because you're not the best player on your team. That's true. You deserve – he deserves what he deserves, and it's his turn. So he deserves it. When it's Taylor just, comes up, just, he's going to get $350, $400 million. I think, I think what makes it hard right now, see, I know we got to move on to the next topic, Keel. It's hard to look at it and say to yourself, man, that guy is the highest paid player in the NBA. And you know that there's a lot of better players than him in the NBA. Not a lot, but a good bit of, a good bit of players – that are better than him in the NBA. Players that you would pick. Yeah, he's the highest paid. It's like, it's like okay, like if we used quarterbacks, you know, like Trevor Lawrence has a lot of potential. But if they gave Trevor Lawrence the most money right now in the NFL ever, you would sit back and say, boy, Patrick Mahomes, they'll do this. The Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, just, I just don't get it. Now that I think of it, I think he has something on the GM, some type of evidence. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it might be footage, pictures, because this is this is hilarious. I got a question but, for y'all before we go. Who does Jalen Brown remind y'all of? He said Pippen, I said D-Wade. Who you think, Yvonne? Uh, I could see D Wade, but uh, he D Wade was still another level above him, though. D Wade took a team to a championship as the first option, and I just can't see Jalen Brown ever being the first option that could take somebody to a title. Um, but if the way they play, but the way they play is similar. What you think, Kia? I, I think he's. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, that's not, I can't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compare Jalen Brown to nobody. <laughs> There's nothing to compare him with. Um, wow. But um, yeah. But let's let's move on over to the next topic, man. So uh, we're gonna be talking about. We normally don't talk about soccer, but we're gonna talk about some soccer today, man. Lionel Messi, man. Made his debut. He actually had a game today, and he continued his spectacular, brilliant performance. So, with that being said, the day the his debut that he had um, a couple of days ago was was this is a was this a huge deal? Uh, go ahead. It, uh, I'll go first. It wasn't a huge deal for Messi, but it was a huge deal for the MLS. Um, uh, Messi's 
done it all. He's probably the greatest soccer player ever. He's got the best resume of any soccer player ever. That's for sure. Uh, if you're just going off resume, he's got the best ever. Uh, he's accomplished everything. He's won the Champions Leagues multiple times. He won the World Cup last year. He's won the Ballon d'Or, which is basically their MVP, uh, uh, six times, which is the most ever. He, he's got the greatest resume ever, and now you've got the greatest player ever playing in the, uh, Major League Soccer down there in Miami. Uh, and I think it's huge because actually the MLS is growing in America uh, yearly by a big percentage. And what better way to do it than bringing the best player ever at the end of his career? And what a debut. I mean, he, there were so many celebrities there, including LeBron. And Messi came off the bench because it was, you know it's real. What's that? That's how you know it's real. LeBron was in the building. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, uh, and um, and uh, Messi came off the bench because it was just his first game ever on uh, with this team. They probably weren't expecting much out of him, to be honest. And the dude scores a free kick on the last minute of the game. I mean, that's basically NBA equivalent of somebody coming in and hitting a buzzer shot after coming off the bench in his first game uh, after a while. So just nuts. And then tonight they had another game. He actually started and scored two goals in 20 minutes. I mean, he's tearing him up, and he's at 36 and at the end of his career, uh, which I actually expected because he's even though he's 36, he's still another level above all the major league soccer players. Uh, but but at the end of the day, no big deal for Messi. He's done way bigger things in this sport. This is more just for him to live in Miami and enjoy his last couple of years. And uh, but a big deal for Major League Soccer. They needed a star like this, and and it's awesome because he's also producing and balling out. <laughs> All right, uh, my comments are more questions because I'm not I'm not a soccer I'm not a big soccer dude. So the MLS, that's like junior varsity soccer and competition-wise? Uh, basically, yeah. It's basically the G League when you compare it to the NBA, what uh, uh, MLS is when you compare it to European soccer. Okay. All right. So that's that's kind of what I figured. So for him to come off the bench and score, and like you said, is an equivalent of a buzzer beater, I know that that's big. You know what I'm saying? That's big. Yeah. But it also shows the level of competition, like you were saying, that um, that he's in now. So, I mean, from what I hear, you know, he's like you said, he's the best soccer player ever. Uh, and to come here, he's basically coming to Miami, like you said, to end his career. And um, say he did this MLS thing. And um, it's just a money grab, in my opinion. You know, he come and get this money over here, have a little fun in Miami. And um, two goals today, that's big, man. Like I said, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning a little bit about soccer. My daughter plays soccer, and uh, yeah, this that's two goals in a game is big. So you know what I'm saying? Just for him to come over here, second game, score two goals, um, that's big, man. I mean, it's a good, it's a good look for MLS to even have him in the league. Cause um, what's his name? Beckham. Then he come like toward the end of his career and end up going back and playing Barcelona or something like that. Yeah, he did that, and he and he was successful in Major League Soccer, and uh, even Zlatan Ibrahimovic, another great player, uh, did that recently. He did that as well, but this is just the biggest thing ever just because he's the greatest player ever. This is 
this is essentially LeBron going to play for the Shanghai Sharks and <laughs> at, the end of his, at the end of his career and balling the hell out over what? there. But, but you know how much attention that would bring to China, uh, what uh, Messi's bringing to American soccer. And, and, and a lot of people would, might ask, why would Messi do that? Isn't this beneath his uh, level completely? It's because these players have played in Europe their whole lives and that he's South American and it's the America attraction. Plus it's Miami. So when that's even Beckham, you brought up Beckham, he played in LA. So any of those big, big stars, first off, the, the big attraction is America. And the right. other attraction is LA, Miami, New York. That's where they're going to play. He played for the LA Galaxy, right? That's where Beckham played. He, yeah, uh, Messi yeah. plays for Inter Milan. Or, sorry, not Inter Milan, Inter Miami. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's why they do it. It's because it's America and it's a big city. And, uh, and it, if you live in one of those cities with the money they got, you're going to live nicely. Yeah. Well, shout out to Messi. My question, I guess I should have, is I just saw what Mbappe got. Why in the hell would Messi try to go get a contract like that to end his career instead of coming to America and playing in America? Because that, to me, I understand playing in Miami, but come on, you Messi. You can move to America later on down the line. When you're 40, you can still play in America. <laughs> Why well, not go get that Mbappe money? Well, it's more serious about this soccer. That you got to be able to come do what uh, well, Mbappe can do right now. Well, actually, it's funny you asked. X Messi did get offered by the Saudis. The offer was three years, one point six billion dollars. Wow! And he got way less offered to him uh, by Miami. Now he did get shares of Inter Miami, and you know he's got some ownership once he finishes up. But the Saudi money is was much bigger. They actually did offer him that, and they asked him, "Why'd you do it?" He said, "It's not about the money; it's about where are my kids gonna live." And yeah. he said, "Miami is way better for my kids to live than in Saudi Arabia for the next three years." And plus, they have that huge Latino population in Miami as well. So it just tells you Messi, it, it, the money wasn't driving Messi. It was more about the quality of life and uh, and his kids going to certain schools and where, and just in a country where they feel more comfortable living in. But he did get offered three years, $1.6 billion. Uh, and that's at the end of his prime, uh, 36 years old, like near the end. So he did get offered. Shout out to Messi, man. Hey, I, I'm happy to have you. I might move to Miami. You know, I might go catch me a game, you know. Might go on the beach and just chill, man. But shout out to him, man. Um, hopefully, hopefully he can elevate America, American soccer. I know it's the back end of his career, Yvonne, but hopefully, you know, it can elevate. I agree. I think soccer is dope once you people actually give it a try. Need to score more. Oh, man. Um, um, I'm, I'm not impressed by this, man. I'm sorry. Um, let's not act like we never seen Messi do, do this before. People like, people, people like act like it's brand new. Like they never seen Messi done this. Anybody that watches that, that do watches, you know, the premier league or, or European soccer, they should know. 
um messi just came off of winning um winning the the world cup um so the people act like it's it's a it's a huge surprise like what he just did right now um it would it, it it's it's good for it's good for messi um because he is playing with less talented athletes in america because when it comes to soccer um Americans suck at soccer, put it like that. They are not good at soccer. There's a reason why the Team USA is never in contention for the World Cup or they're not considered us. These European countries, they make fun of Americans. Are you kidding me? I would be ashamed right now, man, for the you MLS. We make fun of them in basketball? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, but wow. as far as... As far as soccer wow. goes, they 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 they, they make like, like yo, what a joke! MLS, what? Like all the great talented players are normally in Europe, you know. I I mean, despite how I feel about Messi, you know they you know they got you know they got guys like Ronaldo's the the Messi's. Um, obviously he's back here. Um, they got, you know, they got the Neymar's over there also. So, they, I mean, they, they got more of the talented players down in, uh, um, down in Europe. Um, I mean, women's soccer is, they're, they're pretty good. Um, I think the women's uh, U.S. team, they're going for their third World Cup title that's never been done before by anybody. So that's pretty good. So I wouldn't say not all Americans are not good at soccer, but yeah, he's playing with a less talented group. So this is going to be... So this is going to be a challenge for him. So this is going to be a challenge for him. Obviously, it doesn't look like a challenge for him because the dude has three goals in two games already. Like... He's a damn star. You got the Kardashians showing up, Venus, Serena, Williams showing up. So I mean, that's that's really good for Messi. And I think the amount of money he has, I think the because they have a TV, uh, MLS have a TV deal with Apple TV, and I think Messi actually get a certain cut of that as far as the the I think from the subs the subscriptions goes uh, as the amount of people that subscribe. So I think that was also part of the deal so he he's probably going to get more than what he what uh, the amount the contract that he signed for so it's definitely good for him i don't think it's a big deal because you know i i i you know i do watch soccer so i don't think it's a big deal but to the mls it is a big deal because they do need somebody like that and they need you know they do they need those type of stars like that so you know it's a huge hit for you know like um like a, a team like PC PSG that now that they, they don't PSG they don't just lose Messi they're about to lose Mbappe also and then you got Ronaldo who's who's no longer with um the, no longer playing in the Premier League because he decided to, to play in Saudi Arabia which he got paid a good amount of money for so you know some of these European leagues are losing their top stars right now and then my my question is down in Europe is who is going to be taking over the the year in in Europe now? Now that the their biggest stars that are gone, are you Iman, right? who's taking over? Well, here here's the thing, Keo. 
I won't say their biggest stars are gone. So uh, Messi was near the tail end of the career. Mbappe has not accepted that deal uh, yet. He's he's considering it. But even if he takes it, it's just a year. After that, he'd go back to Europe. He, he would just go to Saudi Arabia just for the money grab. Ronaldo, same thing. He's at the end of his career. Uh, he, he He's just doing a money grab. So uh, the, are their biggest two stars from the last two decades gone? Yes, but that's due to old age and them being out of their primes. Mbappe, if he goes, it would just be a year. So, But I will say this. Soccer is about to become very interesting and the soccer future is very is going to be very interesting because the biggest teams are in Europe, and now Saudi Arabia is offering so much money that it will sway a lot of players. So it's very it's very unknown where soccer uh, is going in the next five six years, but they haven't lost any current big time superstar yet uh, uh, to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, not Neymar. He's the biggest one. Um, I mean, he he has not accepted it. He has not accepted it. It's yeah. just an offer on the table. Messi didn't take it either. All right, let's move on over to our next topic, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go in straight to college football, man. Uh, last week, it was a we, it, interesting topic. We had we were talking about the ACC. Obviously, the predictions were everywhere. Outside the truth prediction, I can't believe that. But, um, but we are gonna go with the Big Twelve. We're gonna be breaking down the Big Twelve today. So I'm excited, looking forward to this one. So let's get this going, guys. Go ahead, Yvonne. It's your this your conference. I want to hear this, and, and and be be crazy in Big Texas. Go ahead, because that's what I think you're gonna do. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, I, I first want to start off by saying this is actually the last year Texas and Oklahoma yep. be in the Big 12. So I just talked about how European soccer will look different. Big 12 will be completely different a year from now. They are losing their two biggest names. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma are powerhouses all time. Um, I think they smacked around the SEC. <laughs> We're, we're about to find out. We're about to find out. Uh, I think. I think to be honest, in in the future, the, uh, there's going to be only two big conferences in college football, and it's going to be the uh, Big Ten and SEC. I think that's. I think it's going to go in that direction. So I don't think that's even like too relevant in terms of talking about the future because I just think it's going to be all over the place. But, anyways, I'm going to start off by saying. Texas needs to win the Big 12. This is a big year for Steve Sarkeesian. Oklahoma was down last year. I still don't expect Oklahoma to be uh, to be back in contention this year. Texas is returning their their quarterback Quinn Ewers, who I think can be a first round NBA uh, quarterback talent in the NFL draft if he if he lives up to the hype this year. Uh Texas also begin, get, brings back their best receiver in Xavier Worthy. Jatavion Sanders, remember that name. Big tight end also could be, I think, the, probably the second best tight end in this NFL draft behind Brock Bowers if, if he also lives up to his uh, potential. The only thing with Texas, uh, they, they lost B. John Robinson. But I think uh, running backs were replaceable in college uh, even after a year. Um, at the end of the day, I think TCU takes a step back. 
Sonny Dykes had a great year last year, but they lost too much talent. Quinton Johnson, Max Duggan. I believe they also lost that running Mac Miller. Um, TCU lost too much talent. Oklahoma had their first losing season. I don't even know in how, how, how long last year. They do bring back Dylan Gabriel, that quarterback. I think Oklahoma's better, but they're not a, contend, a contender. I think they have three, four losses. I think they lose to Texas again in Dallas this year. Texas whipped them. I forgot what the score was, but it was like 49-0. It was the the biggest beatdown in that uh, Red River rivalry. Um, uh, I look at a team like Kansas State. They lost that running back, Deuce Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think, honestly, all the signs are pointing towards Texas. I truly believe that. Even I said the Texas defense is bringing back, uh, I believe, six starters. They also, while I just hyped up their offense, I think their defense is one of the also going to be really good. Steve Sarkeesian has to win the Big 12 because the year after this, you're going to the SEC. It's only going to get harder, so you have to get a conference title here. I think Texas does it. I really do. I think Texas, I said it last week, they're going to beat Alabama week two. I truly believe that. Wow. We, We had them last year. Our quarterback got hurt, and they had Bryce Young. Alabama's not bringing back uh, a quarterback this year. Uh, now, the game will be in Te- Tuscaloosa, so it will be harder. Uh, the, and I said Texas is going to beat Oklahoma just because I don't think Oklahoma's the right <coughs> I'm going to go out on the limb and say Texas going undefeated. Wow. And they're going to the college football playoff, and then Texas wow. is going to lose the first playoff game. <laughs> That's what I see what happening this year with Texas. I, so I, we're not really tested before we go on the show no more, right? But 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 even but even if Texas loses to Alabama, I just don't see another game they lose here. Now, obviously, they could get upset by well, West Virginia or Houston, whatever. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think that they have the most experience in the Big Twelve. They have the best quarterback. Even if they lose that to Alabama, you're still not out of uh, playoff. Uh, Contention. That's really the best loss you could have. Um, I said Oklahoma's not in, is not going to be in contention, but I think they're going to be the second best team. There's going to be a, a Red River rivalry, Big Twelve title game for them. Uh, for them to end uh, their uh, stay at the Big Twelve, and I think Texas beats them twice. I really think Texas uh, has a huge year. I'm trying to not be biased, but I, I just can't avoid what I'm seeing in front of me in terms of the talent coming back. I think Texas beats Oklahoma in the Big 12, and I just don't see much or much else out of the Big 12 this year. Uh, I think the Big 12 has been kind of strong in the last couple of years in terms of the depth of teams, but not this year. Kansas State lost too much. Uh, TCU lost too much. We're uncertain about Oklahoma, and I don't trust teams like Texas Tech, Kansas, and West Virginia, and so on. So Texas wins the Big 12 in their last year of uh, of the Big 12 stay. They get to the playoff, but then they lose in the playoff. Go ahead, see. All right, man. I'm going to do like I did last week, and uh, I'm going to give you my top four and my bottom four in the division. Uh, I, I actually have Texas winning the division. Basically, everything Yvonne said, I agree with about them. Um, it was, I don't know if he's a – Real first round talent, but maybe in this year's draft he can 
he can go. But um, if he starts out the if he starts out the year slow, do you see anybody um the Texas fans calling for Archman? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I really, I really don't see it. I mean, Texas fans might call him, uh, call for him, but I don't see Steve Sarkeesian pulling the trigger on that just because Arch is a freshman. So I think we're only going to see Arch this year in garbage time when Texas is up three uh, possessions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, man, I, I got Texas winning. Um, second, I, I, I was debating on this. Just because I'm just so used to Oklahoma being good, and I do think that they're going to bounce back this year and have a much better season this year than they did last year. But um, I have Kansas State getting on the second night. Then I have Oklahoma in the third, and um, probably TCU after that. All right, those are my top four in the division. My bottom four, um, I got at the very bottom, I got West Virginia. Um Next to them, I have right above them, I have Cincinnati. And uh, above them, I have Houston taking a little tumble from last year's success. And uh, right above them, I have BYU. Now, my um, my my meaning behind it, I just don't see – I don't see West Virginia getting any better than they were last year, and they uh, weren't good last year to me. So, you know, I see them at the bottom again. But um, as far as Texas, Texas is definitely the cream of the crop of this um of this division and i definitely don't see them going undefeated nor do i see them beating alabama but um you know i think they're gonna have a good run at it uh i see maybe them getting about 10 wins i see them getting 10 wins winning the division um maybe um i don't know how they set up the 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 the, the, the division how you meet up in the uh, championship game best teams it's just the best two uh the uh, best two best. record why I, I see Texas and uh, Kansas State playing for the uh, Big Twelve Championship, man. That's my that's my pick. Uh, I don't think either one of them make the playoff though. Okay, Q, I want you to go first because I want to see if all that trash you was talking, you gonna pull the trigger. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't have Texas. Oh, talk, talk <laughs> winning the Big Twelve. I don't have Oklahoma winning the Big 12. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Texas. They always disappoint me. Like when they're like they're like they're like the Dallas Cowboys, man. Disappointment, oh! man. Every single time. Um <laughs> but I don't know. I just I just when I think Texas is gonna do some damage, they just they just Lose to a team that you don't expect to lose. Like, they're favored by a lot of experts out there. A lot of people like Texas to win this. I just I just can't do it, man. And I don't know, man. I just, yeah, I don't. And I don't. I can't. I can't see. I can't see Alabama. Them. Alabama losing to them. Alabama normally with these kickoff classics. They beat teams down, man, with in these kickoff classics, man. I I can't remember the last time where in a kickoff classic Alabama lost a game. Um, I think Texas can bounce back, can bounce back from that game, though. I just think they'll have one of those trap games where you, they get on the winner's team and you expect them to lose. 
I like Xavier Worthy. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the nation outside of Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. and outside of um the the other Ohio State wide receiver too that people's not talking about. <laughs> and um I like him. I like Jalen Ford that's leading that defense right now. Viewers, I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna get from him, man. Um I'm I don't know, man. He he re, he reminds me a lot of Sam Ellinger. And you know, it's it's like a little up and down for me. I like the receiving core, I like the defense, but I just can't pick Texas, man. I do think that they will have like nine, nine, ten wins, nine, ten wins. Um, I think they'll definitely get there. As far as Oklahoma goes, they got a new coach. They don't only got a new coach, they got a new offensive coordinator also with Venable. He's gonna be a new system that he's gonna be getting used to. Dylan Gabriel's their quarterback. They did really well in the transfer portal, but I just don't think that's gonna be enough, man. And but the team I'm picking is the reigning defending oh. Big Twelve champions, man. Um, I and I and I and I do think that. And I do, and I do think that Will Howard is the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. I just wow. think, so. yeah, I think I think he's gonna have he's gonna have a a really a solid season this year. I know that they lost Deuce Vaughn, but um, I think I think this conference goes through Kansas State right now. Um, um, these the defense the defense is all always gets overlooked. Man, twenty one point nine points a game. Um. Um, they have this uh, Azamua um, led the Big 12 in sacks. Um, they also got Julius Brents on the cornerback side. Also, I like this defense, man. A lot of people are not looking at it. They go, and Yvonne, you want to talk about flashy picks? We ain't going with the flashy picks over here. We're going with Kansas State, man. Oh! In my experience on the show for like a decade now, Keo has never, ever, 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 ever picked Alabama to lose a game. Literally never. <laughs> never. I, no, I will. And I was actually one of the better ones on the show predicting when Alabama loses. I'm actually pretty good about that. I would always pick like Auburn when the years they would beat them and things like that. But this guy, Keo, never. Never, like, has never has seen Alabama uh, or it, it before a game losing. No, you're right. I haven't. <laughs> They're picking LSU, man. But just kind of mark it down. Yeah, I thought you did pick LSU last year. I mean, Keo against Alabama. Yeah, I thought you picked this. Oh. <laughs> I, did. I don't think no, you did. I don't no. think I did. No, that's that's it. <laughs> All right, well. First and foremost, shout out to the new teams joining uh, BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. Um, can they come in and shock the world and actually win the conference? Mm, nah, we'll see about that. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. I, I've literally, since we came up with this topic, we said we was going to do the Big 12 this week. I swear, I've been going, I've been going to Texas one day, Oklahoma one day, Kansas State one day. TCU even repeating with all the people that they lost. I think their defense is going to be really good this year. 
And I'm like, uh, you know what? And I'm going to go with the moment I feel right now. I'm going with Texas, man. As much as I, ah, as much as I, um, oh, they will lose to Alabama, though. <laughs> wow. And they for damn sure ain't going. They for damn sure ain't going twelve and zero. Oh, that's crazy. Oh. I don't know what. Don't know. Uh, hey, I'm not a I'm with you. I think Kansas State can definitely win it. I'm not lying to you. And I was looking at the schedule just now, and I'm saying to myself, okay. Kansas State, let me pull it up. I just had it up real quick. Let me see. Kansas State, I think they get Texas. No, they got to go to Texas. And I'm like, man, that's tough. But they don't play Oklahoma at all. So if they get Oklahoma, they'll be in the, in the Big 12 championship game. I'm just, and it, I just, I'm just saying to myself, Kansas State's first four games, they should get pretty easily. Maybe outside of that Mizzou game, I think. But... Ultimately, man, I think Texas is just too talented. Um, and if they beat Alabama, then they have a chance to go 12-0. and 0. But I, enjoy it, Yvonne. Enjoy it. All I'm going to say Enjoy it because y'all about to come to the SEC and it's about to change <laughs> all the way around. All I'm going to say is September 9th, after we beat Alabama, y'all going to be singing a different tune. Man, that sounds good. I had the chance last year, man. It didn't happen. That – Away. I, don't, I don't even – we have not done SEC predictions yet, I, and no. I'm really good at reading ahead of time and everything, and I have not read – I don't even know who's starting for Alabama. I want to know who's starting that quarterback for them because I'm not going to hop on that wagon before I see their But you have, you have to remember, Alabama is a five-star blue chip. They are. <laughs> I'm not saying and, we're going to crush them. And, and here's the deal. Yeah, y'all were close last year. I get what you're saying. Yes, I know y'all was right there. Y'all could have won that game. That game was in Austin. Now you got to go to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm just saying. Don't, man, don't just hype up Texas. too. You're doing it too fast. Texas is a good team. But I do think, like, see, I will say this. If Ewers has trouble early on, even if he's, if he's not excellent early on, or y'all get blown out by Alabama, mm-hmm. Manning, people will start calling for that job. If they get blown out by Alabama, I can definitely see Arch Manning coming in this on this team. And that's what scares me about picking Texas. I'm picking them because everything up into this show, like I said, I was going around and I really wanted to pick Oklahoma or Kansas State, but Texas has to win sooner or later, man. Golly, they've been bad for so long. <laughs> and you couldn't beat them with B. John Robinson. What makes you think you're gonna beat them now? Yeah, yeah, it is. it's gonna be hard, bro. It's gonna be hard. And uh, by the way, they still got they have a, a battle going on between uh Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, and Tyler Buckner in Alabama. Okay, I, I want to say Milroy is gonna win. And that's you know what, what I think is gonna win. The, that's what I think is gonna win the yeah. title. And you know what's the, well, you know what's the funny thing about Milroy? I actually forgot about him. He was committed to Texas before he went to uh went to Alabama. So I actually know about him. I forgot about him. But okay, he's probably going to win this job. But I, I really think this year Alabama is just not going to be the typical Alabama that I think I don't think so be. neither. Because LSU's there. That's big game. Talk well, to I mean, him. You still, you still <laughs> got you still got Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, Georgia's uh, not gonna be the same neither. Uh Tennessee beat them like Tennessee week. Tennessee's gonna be really good. I'm gonna tell y'all I ain't gonna release everything, Keo, but Keo knows how high I am on Tennessee. I think Tennessee 
is going to be phenomenal this year. So just be ready for that when we do the uh, All right. All right, next week, uh, we'll, we're going to be going to Big Ten Country, man. Ooh! <laughs> Marvin right. Harrison Jr.? Woo! And big news today. <laughs> big news today. John Harbaugh probably suspended. Yep. Four yep. Games. yep. Now, they don't have a powerhouse in the first four games, but I, it still could be scary. All right, let's move on over to our next topic, and we're going to be going to the NFL. Before we get to our normal predictions for the um, for our normal division predictions that we do every year, we're starting it today. Um, where there was it, it was busy today. <laughs> there were some signings today. Um, Saquon Barkley finally gets a one-year eleven million. My guy Trayvon Diggs get a ninety-seven million dollar contract, and then we also got um, Justin Herbert uh, getting over, paid over two hundred sixty million uh, for four, four or five years. Um, with that being said, man, uh, what what was what was the most impressive signing out of those three? I saw man Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, he got the bag. It's like it's his turn. Um, you know, he um he definitely deserved if he's he's proved himself as a high caliber NFL quarterback, and it was his turn to get paid. So he got paid. Now they just got to make sure he got enough around him to make them a real contender for a championship. But right now, they definitely have their quarterback in place for uh, years coming. So yeah, man, I like the sign, and they uh secured him. To make sure you got your quarterback in uh in pocket for the next few years. And um the Saquon deal, I don't know if he just want they just want him to shut up and gave him a year. So um I think that was just a little quiet down, shut up, shut up money, and um we'll talk about this in the offseason next year. But yeah, I think the the Herbert signing was the best. Um shout out to Jimmy Graham, welcome back. Big game, let's go, yeah, man. Uh, Keo, uh, who, what, uh, what names did you say? I heard Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley, Justin Herbert, on Trayvon Diggs. Those were the the major signings that happened today. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'm just gonna comment on it. Obviously, Herbert got the biggest deal in NFL history. Uh. So he's the big winner there. Uh, he's also the quarterback. Quarterbacks are going to get paid. Uh, so huge signing for the Chargers. We saw it coming. Y'all remember that draft? It was Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. And as of right now, Tua was fifth and Herbert was sixth. So if Tua continues getting hurt, you know, Miami's forever going to regret passing up on Herbert. And that's going to be one of those things we talk about down the road. Um and obviously, no way in hell is Miami going to even think about giving to a long-term deal as of right now that Justin Herbert just got. So, big winner there. Uh, Saquon. Man, I feel bad for Saquon because I really – I like Saquon. I liked him since Penn State. And he gets a one-year deal. Okay, I'd understand if he got a one-year deal, $17 million, because that would make him the highest-paid running back for the next year. But that's still McCaffrey at 16, Kamara at 15, and Saquon got 11. 
I feel bad for him because, like, at least let him be the highest paid for next year. And then yep. next year, next summer, we're going to be here in the same spot again. And I won't be surprised if Saquon's not a New York Giant next year this time around. Uh, and Trayvon Diggs, he got a he got the bag. The corners, <laughs> man, there's, there's no there's no uh, position like cornerback in the NFL in terms of getting money because they all get their money and then you just see a huge drop off. Their primes do not last long. I wouldn't give Trayvon Diggs that money. I think he's severely overpaid. He gives up too much yards. He is a ball hawk, but he gives up too much yards. Uh, but, you know, they, they, this is just the most Cowboys move ever. I mean, what else? Can we do? How dare you? I mean, this is just the most Cowboys move ever. And then the, what could be more Cowboy than the Saints fans talking about Jimmy Graham like it's 2012. I mean, that, y'all, y'all always, y'all always outdo, outdo Cowboy fans. I swear wow. to God, man. This Cowboy wow. fans are not the most delusional. Y'all are the most delusional. This is Bro. not 2012. Drew Brees is not throwing at the ball. Come on, wow. bro. <laughs> if Jimmy Graham's my fourth string tight end, I feel real good about myself. Wow, man. Jawan Johnson, man. Exactly. Go ahead, X. Hey, I, I think that's all I got to say about those. Things. I think Jimmy Graham. I think everybody's making a big deal about it, but he's just in there, you know, to help raise the morale, the culture, you know, the championship pedigree over there. You know, he's gonna say, you know, I was here, man. I did great things. He's not gonna be the stud that you think he will be. Well, we, you think we think he's gonna be, Von? Calm down. That's not that big. We just like the fact. That he's gonna retire a saint. That's where he put all his work in. Let that man retire a New Orleans Saint, man. Real but, quick. Um, he's six seven, two fifty-nine, bro. You can't teach that. Red zone. Hey, wow. But, wow. You, know, you know, um, Keel, I'm actually I'm actually opposite of Yvonne on here. I would have gave Trayvon Diggs the money. And I don't like to pay everybody, but a corner is man, when you got a good guy, a guy that can play at the level he can, I know he, you know. He takes chances, but a lot of times those chances pay off, and I don't mind him. I think that he's a ball, and y'all need somebody like that in y'all secondary. So I'm not opposed to that. He got the bag. Justin Herbert, I think he definitely deserves it, even though he hasn't done anything in the playoffs. I mean, overall, he's shown in the post uh, the regular season that he can put up gaudy numbers. But I want to talk about Saquon Barkley, and I'm really thinking about going to school to become an agent. I really am. I'm really thinking about going to get my master's and become an agent because I just don't understand why they let, why that agent, and I know Saquon Barkley wants to play, but why they let him strong arm him into this deal. Now, granted, I'm okay. Y'all know I'm not one to want to pay running backs. I'll be the first one to say it. Everybody knows that. But why not make it an incentive-based deal? Why not make it where, okay, I'm just pointing out a few things. Okay, instead of going with 11 million, let's back that number up. Nine million base salary. Let's start there. If he plays 12 games, he gets an extra million. If he plays 16 games, he gets an extra million. If he gets a thousand yards, he gets an extra million. You got if you're an agent, you gotta get him to that number, that 17 million dollar number. That's my goal for Saquon Barkley. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll start this base. But if you come in and do what we think you can do, I think you can as your agent. I'm telling this to Saquon Barkley. If we can get to, let's just say, 1,600, 1,700 total yards, you'll get over 17 million. I just think that these 
these agents could be a little bit more creative in structuring these deals instead of just taking 11 million. Because when I saw it, I'm like, 11 million? And with the incentives, he could earn almost another $1 million. That's not good enough for me. You say Quan Barkley, you're arguably one of the best running backs in football um, as far as catching and rushing the ball. Your box office, New York needs you trem I mean, tremendously. Um, I think that they should have put some incentives in there where he could have earned that $17 million. It sucks for him. And the next year, like y'all, both of you gentlemen said, we're going to be talking about Saquon Barkley once again. And I think it sucks for the running back position because I am the guy that says you don't pay running backs. I will say that. But put it as an incentive. If they play all the games, if they stay healthy, if they hit benchmarks, we're going to pay you. We just don't want to pay you while you're sitting on the bench and you're hurt the whole time. X. You my if you my agent and you start me off at nine million, you are fired. So you're gonna take eleven million and that's it. No, but you have a start, chance to I make. Start off, I start off at eleven, then we start working up. The but they not, but they, but they wasn't giving that. The Giants wasn't giving that. The Giants said we're giving you eleven million dollars. That's you my agent. Make okay, them okay. Them. but what I'm saying <laughs> with incentives, they gave him nine hundred thousand dollars in incentives. That's what I'm saying. The agent did a terrible okay. job. So what I'm saying is, I would have been like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we're not taking that deal. How about we back the number up? Because I believe in my in my, in my my stud player. Let's back it up to nine where you feel comfortable. That's cool. You you feel like you win it. But I want to hit a home run. I want to get that number closer to 20. So we need to have these incentives where he can give me the 20. If he doesn't play, then you're only on the books for nine. But there's no way they're going to take it when they were trying to give him 11 million. And if they franchise tag him, he was only going to get 10 million. So you weren't going to get that number unless you back the number up. Worst case scenario, you start at 10. Like you said, the franchise number, he got 10. So start but, me at 10. But the Giants are not, the Giants are not, and they don't have to fight that. They could just say, well, I'll just give you the franchise tag. Start under. Uh, um. As much as I want to talk about Trayvon Diggs, I'm not going to because I'm, I'm 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 happy I'm happy for my Cowboys. But Saquon Barkley, when I saw that, I was like, "What?" I was like, "I don't think Saquon should have signed that contract because the the franchise tag was what 10.3 million, and then you end up signing 11 million, and then you only sign it for one year, man. Like, I, I mean, how much?" I, th I thought that was really bad, really horrible. I feel bad for him, man. I know what I said the other week, obviously, as far as, like, you know, as far as the contract goes and Daniel Jones goes. But I definitely don't think he should get a multi-year deal. Um, And he should definitely get more than that. He He's definitely showed that. I know he, he's had his injury issues, but Saquon has been able to bounce back. He's bounced back from a major injury, man, and he he's he he he's put on. I just don't understand why why they would do that. And I just thought they were they were just desperate of wanting to reach a deal. I know Saquon really wanted to play and I thought he just should have just waited and held out, man. Because that I, I think that is disrespectful though. The contract that he signed I, it, it kind of feels like he signed a 360 deal in the like in the music industry. That's that's what it feels like to me. And 360 deals, you get you get screwed over with that. And I think he definitely got screwed over that you signed one year for eleven million nine hundred ninety thousand incentive. 
that's really disrespectful. Like, come on. Terrible. Like Charles Barkley said, terrible. Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense at all. Like I like I I I got I got two friends of mine that that um I got a family member that's a Giants fan. And then I also got um uh we you know Vodafone he helps out with the show. They don't like that at all. They said hell no, nah, man. Well, what the Giants are stupid for doing that, man. Why would they do that for? They try to play them, and I and uh, that's not right, man. And um I I just and if. If I'm Saquon, I'm gonna play out my contract, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them pay this offseason coming up. And, and, this year. and that, He's this year for another team. That boy gonna play for the um for the Bills or somebody next year, man. And what's crazy is they didn't offer him the like. First of all, eleven million was a low ball number. Second, I'm looking at like you didn't even give him the years on top of that. You could have said, okay, we're gonna pay you eleven, but we're gonna pay you eleven. For five years, for four years, they didn't say that, and to me, that that's disrespectful in my mind because you're doing it for one year. You basically gave him a million dollars to shut up and say, you know what, we're not going to pay you the, the franchise tag. We're just going to pay you an extra million just to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's um, crazy um, to me. I'm, I'm, if I'm Josh Jacobs, I better be you. I'm, I, you better, you better watch that. What you just saw right now. <laughs> I don't think it's no. I know C loves Josh Jacobs. I get it. Whatever. I don't think Josh Jacobs deserves more money than Saquon Barkley. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I think Josh Jacobs is good. I just don't think he's Saquon Barkley. If you ask me which one, I'd rather give me Saquon. Well, you're yeah, right. You're right. Because right. if you because if, if you are doing top five running backs, I'm putting Saquon in there. I'm not putting Josh Jacobs. You gonna put a healthy Saquon in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming and, both are healthy. Yes, they, yeah, Jaquan's top five. I definitely would have him in there. Assuming both of them are healthy, of course, of course, we take Saquon. And and I also have Alvin Kamara as a top five running back, by the way. But let's go on to our next topic, by the way. That Woo! guy should be suspended three years. Wow, three right, years. Well, okay, all right. Let's 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 move on. Move on, guys. Let's move on, guys. Let's go. Come on. And we. Finally, break down our divisions. We do it every single year, and we start things off with the NFC West. How oh. we break? How we got this, guys? Let's oh, okay. Uh, I started off. Um, no surprise to anybody. I got San Francisco winning it. Right, San Francisco mm-hmm. going winning it. Um, no matter who they start in their quarterback, they're going to be better than the rest of the teams, and um. I, I see them um, with their defense, and like I said, no matter who they got at quarterback, whether it be uh, Trey Lance or Purdy, um, either one of them, they're good enough to win that division. I don't see them winning 13 games again this year, but uh, I do see them winning that division. Right behind them, I got Seattle. Seattle, I think, is going to be right, right behind them. They may, they may be a, a game off. The, whoever wins that game may be uh, the um, second game between them. Maybe the difference in them winning the division or not, because um I think Geno takes, I think he goes back to being regular old Geno this year, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in uh Seattle, you know they um they just they gonna play good enough to still be in contention, but they're gonna lose some some games they probably shouldn't lose, and um uh, end up probably around nine maybe ten wins, uh maybe ten wins eight nine or ten that's what I give them. And on the Rams, 
the Rams, I think that they'll be a little bit better this season. Probably like a seven-win team um, with Cooper Cup back. Uh, I just don't see them doing too much better than that. And, of course, Cardinals, I think they may be the worst team in the league this year. So they're going to be at the bottom of the division once again. So uh, I think it's going to finish paying out exactly like it did. (laughs) Frisco, uh, Seattle. Uh, the Rams, and then the Cardinals. Okay. Well, I actually agree with a lot there with what he said. I don't know about the Cardinals being the worst, but they're going to be a top five worst team in the league this year. And I see three wins <laughs> max. Uh, they're going to have a top five pick next year. And remember when I say it, it's going to be very interesting next draft when it's the conversation is going to be, should they draft the quarterback and give up on Kyler? Should they bring Kyler back? I think that's going to be a conversation next draft. I really see that because I think they'll have a top five pick. Um, they're going to win three games. They lost too much talent. I mean, we don't know if it, we don't know if uh, Kyler Murray's going to play at all this year. They draw. Uh, they they uh, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have JJ Watt. They don't have Robbie Anderson. Uh, they also didn't acquire much at all. Um, so I expect nothing from the Cardinals. Their new coach, Jonathan Gannon, probably not going to last more than three years, to be honest. I, I don't think he's going to last long. Uh, he might be going after next year with the patience, with the patience Arizona's shown in the, in the past. So I say three and what is that? Uh, three and 14 is what the Cardinals are going to be this year. Uh, We'll go third place the Rams. They're gonna win eight games this year. Um, I don't I don't think they've done enough uh in the offseason. They've lost too much. They lost uh Jalen Ramsey. Uh they lost yeah. Bobby Leonard Wagner. Floyd. Yeah, Le- Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd. Uh they've lost a lot. Allen Rob- <laughs> I see. I see eight wins for the Rams. They're not a playoff team. Stafford also could be near the end with all these random injuries. I still think Cooper Cup is going to be a fantasy beast uh, because Stafford uh, throws to him every freaking play. Uh, every play. Every play. <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, I don't see more than eight wins for the Rams. I think the Seattle Seahawks are really good. And I know everybody's. Mm-hmm. I think I know everybody's waiting for Gino to turn back to Gino. But the reason I think Gino's going to have a similar year to uh, to last year is because they got Jackson Smith and the Jigba. They now have yeah. Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Tyler, uh, my brain's going. Uh, uh, Lockett. Not, uh, Tyler Lockett and obviously Metcalf. Um, and Kenneth Walker is back. I think he's going to have a, a good year as well. Uh, also on defense, yeah, and also, <laughs> also on defense, Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush, Jalen Love, or not Jalen Love, Julian Love, all additions to that defense. The Seahawks are going 10 11 games and be right back in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. the division winner, the San Francisco 49ers, I have them winning 13 games again. The reason is because the NFC is much weaker than the AFC. Um, and I don't care who starts at quarterback. It could be Brock Purdy, who say, they said today has been cleared to play. Uh, it mm. could be Trey Lance. It could be Sam Darnold. I personally don't think uh, it, it doesn't matter at all because 
Kyle Shanahan is really good at making these quarterbacks ball out regardless. They're going to win this division. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender again. Um, and I also like uh, I like uh, their I, I like the receiving corp. I think uh, I think Debo is a beast. So I like what I, I'm getting out of the Niners. It's going to be interesting with the quarterback situation. We'll see how it plays out. But and also, what are they going to do with Trey Lance if uh, Purdy continues balling? Like it, that's going to be really interesting because I think they traded three draft picks to go up and get him. Um, but like I said, Niners win thirteen games. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Seahawks win ten or eleven. They're going to be a really good team. They're a playoff team. I've got the Rams eight wins and the Cardinals being a top five worst team in the league with three wins. Wow! All right. All right, now look at y'all on the same page. Look at y'all. I mean, as far as you know, who you have in the, the four. I actually agree with y'all on this. I do agree with the order that y'all gave it 1000%, except for one. I got the Seahawks winning the division. Oh, wow. I could see it. I mean, with what? the in I could see it. Hey, I, I'm gonna tell you, look. Look at this guy. Land situation bothers me. I'm not, it might not bother y'all, but to me, that when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. If you if you don't know who you're gonna play week in and week out, that bothers me. Gino took that step. I think Gino's gonna be that late bloomer, kind of like how Rich Gannon was. I'm not saying he's gonna win MVP by no stretch of the imagination, but I'm saying Rich Gannon, it took some time for him to figure it out in the NFL. He, he figured it out late in his career. I think Gino's on that same. On that same course. And I think just with the weapons, man, y'all mentioned the receivers. He has three stud receivers. To me, I like Zach Charbonnet, who came from um, UCLA, to back up Kenneth Walker. You bring Bobby Wagner back. I, I like Pete Carroll as a coach. I think this team is for real. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be a, a game or two between them and the Niners. The Niners are going to still be good. I think both of these teams are maybe playoff teams. But ultimately, I just trust what the Seahawks have more than I trust what the 49ers have. The 49ers do have a great defense, and that's always a great thing to pick. You have a good running back, a great running back, the best running back in a lot of people's mind. But that quarterback situation bothers me. Debo, Debo is coming off of an injury. You have to take, put that into account. The quarterback situation's all over the place. We don't know what we're getting from Trey Lance. We can sit here and say if he is the starter, but what if Trey Lance is a bust? So I'm going with Geno and company. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'll say the Seahawks win 11 games, and the Niners win about 11 or 10 games. But the Seahawks will win the division. Do you do you consider Seattle a football <laughs> contender if they uh, go how you think they're going to go? I think Seattle. Let me think. In the NS, Seattle could definitely come out that come out the NFC. I actually agree. If you get the same Geno, I think so with that receiving corp this year, that defense, they get Bobby Wagner back. Uh, I, I agree, actually. I agree. But I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, though, because I don't think that they're better than Buffalo. I don't think they're better than Cincy. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I don't I don't think they're better than Miami. If any one of those teams, I just, I just don't see it. The Chargers are going to be better, I think, this year. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl, but on any given day, you can win it. But I do think Seattle's going to be a very tough out for everybody this year. 
And last year, Diners and Seahawks met three times because they met in the playoffs. I want to say the Niners won all three. We could see in the same scenario, them meeting three times this year again. Yeah, nope. um, oh, man. Um, Cardinals going to be the worst team in this division. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell happened to this team. This team was very promising. Now they're just not promising at all. Rams, I I think I think they could be decent. I I only have them winning six games, but I think they can win more than that though. I think they they could there it's a, like a little wild card for me. But they just lost a lot in the defensive side with Leonard Floyd. They lost Gaines, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. They lost all of that. Um, but yeah, the huge question is Stafford, Stafford and Cooper Cup needs to stay healthy though if those guys can stay healthy which i doubt it i think they can win more than six games um i uh, cam Akers do need to step up this season he has no threat in the backfield so this is all cam Akers, no injury issues at all so he got to make it happen and this and you know all all the people that's raving about sean McVay being a great coach yo this is sean McVay's chance man <laughs> see what he could do um, so let's let's see what type of coach Sean McVay is when he's under the fire like that and don't have that super talent around him. But I do that coming that I got them coming at third, second will be the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks right now. You know, I know you know, I I I now I'm not a fan of Geno Smith. I think he will struggle, but if he does struggle, man. Man, they got some guy named Drew Locke over there, man. So I, I, I like me some Drew Locke, man. So just keep your eyes open to that. I like the signing of Devin Bush, though. Jack Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. I, I think that was a good signing along with DK Metcalf and um, Tyler Lockett. Very huge. But it's the Niners, man. The Niners is the best team in this division. They will run through this division. I won't be surprised if they sweep the entire division. Um, I think it, it's gonna the Niners. It's they're, they're gonna win this division by a landslide. Um, this this one is the easiest, probably one of the easiest pick um, it, when it comes to these divisions, man. Um, I got the Niners from the quarterback play. I don't think it's going to be the issue. Running back, they're pretty deep in there. Wide receivers, they got Kendall Debo, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and the defense, it speaks for itself. I think they'll have one of the best defenses in the league. I clearly got the 49ers in this one, man. They will win the division. Okay, okay. All right, last but not least, next week we'll be going to the AFC West. Um, we'll be breaking it down. So, I mean, it might be it's, it's pretty easy for that one. Also. <laughs> hey, hold on, no, hold on. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? What you what are you trying to say? Hey, are you trying to say? Hey, hey I do want to say, I know it's a side boy. This has nothing to do with the sports show, but Geechee got it versus Easy. Oh, oh. <laughs> let's see the end of there. Let's go, Kia. <laughs> all right, we'll deal. We'll deal with that in a bit. Um, all right, let's go to our last topic for tonight. Um, there is a boxing fight this weekend. It's 
the fight that everybody's been waiting for. It goes down the battle of undefeateds. Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford. What's gonna happen, man? Who you guys got, man? Because I, I see a lot of 50 50s uh, on social media right now. I'll, I'll go first because I probably watch talk uh, boxing the least out of the four of us. But I do know these two guys, I know they're both undefeated. I love undefeated fights, I love that. Uh, I love when one neither guy has lost, it makes it much more interesting. Uh, I believe we had that with Tank versus uh, Garcia, right? They both were undefeated. Yeah, like that made it even more intriguing. I mean, I had Tank winning the fight, but it just made it more intriguing going in just because we've never seen Ryan Garcia lose. Um, Based off of what I'm seeing and based off the uh, fights I've seen them fight, and I've seen Spence fight like twice, I've seen Crawford like three, four times, I'm going to go Crawford in decision. I think he's more active. I, I I think he's a lefty as well, and I love watching lefties. Um, uh, and I think that they're more difficult to fight and prepare for. I think Crawford's the better fighter, but slightly. I'm going to go decision. Uh, 12 rounds, Crawford wins. I think he's slightly better. Not that Spence is going to be bad because I think he will win some rounds, but Crawford wins ultimately in decision. All right, I'll go next. Uh, this part, this fight, it has me in a position that I'm usually not in. I usually, to myself, I, I'm like, I can see this person actually winning this fight. I can really see either one of these guys winning this fight. What I can't see is either one of them losing it. So, I don't know, man. I think it's going to go to a decision. A draw? A draw? <laughs> I, I, I think... I think it may end up being a draw, man. I think it may end up being a draw. Uh, what I like to do is I like to hear them talk about the fight and uh, see. I, I kind of judge that when it's somebody like this, when I think they're two equal fighters, I like to see who has that it factor that I think they're just not going to go in there and lose. And if I was going off of that right now, I would say uh, Errol Spence because he, uh, he, uh, he, he doesn't he plan on losing. I can tell you that. Um, and he had never mentioned losing. Now, I have heard Bud say, if I lose. Errol hadn't said, if I lose. He, he's not, he didn't plan on losing that fight. But one thing I will tell you about Bud Crawford, man, I haven't seen him get, um, look, 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 not bad. Not, I, I haven't seen him look like he was ever going to lose a fight. Any fight I've watched him, I probably watched about five fights of him. And I have never seen him look like he was about to lose his fight or he just didn't look like himself. The last fight I saw Errol Spence in, he didn't look like himself. He looked like he had lost the stuff since the accident. And um, so if I had to pick one, if I wasn't going to pick a draw, I think I'd probably go with Bud. I think I'd go with Bud just because I think I've seen him go in there and he looks like he beats people up to me. He looks like he beats people up to me. Last time I saw Errol, he usually looked like he beat people up, but he didn't look like he beat people up last time. He looked like he made it through the fight. Wow. Kill. I want to hear what you have to say. You know, we got two people that got bought in this fight. Um, this is the fight that I've been waiting for. This is years in the making. We've always wished if this fight ever happened, 
Now it's going to happen this weekend, man. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, man. This is this is like, this is like, um, it, it kind of reminds me of like Hearns versus Hagler, but I think, I think Crawford and, um, Crawford and Spencer are more older when, when that more older during that time of their age. But I, this is what it feels like to me. I'm glad it's happening, man. It, I'm like, I've been going back and forth with this fight, man. Like, I one day, one day, one day I got Spence, the next day I got Crawford. Yesterday I had Spence, but today I'm picking Terrence Crawford to win the fight, man. This will go. This will go to the judges. Um, I think he will win by split decision. Um, what Spence has an advantage of is his size. I think if he imposes his size to, especially with that long jab Spence has, I think. If it could be effective, I think he 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 definitely has a chance. But Terrence Crawford, he is more the aggressor. He's more mm-hmm. the aggressive fighter, um, and he could win in different ways compared to Earl Spence. Yeah. I think Earl Spence is just one dimensional when it comes to it. Like like Crawford, he wins in different ways. He could win in er, um, in the middle of the fight, early in the fight, late in the fight. He just knows how to finish it and to complete the objective. And 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 I just like I just like the and he's just more a complete he's more a complete boxer compared to Spence. He's like a he had just has a total package as far as a boxer goes. And and uh with that being said, man, I'm taking I'm taking Terrence Crawford to win this fight in a split decision. Wow, okay. So you say it's gonna be a draw, or you say you say Bud's gonna win? If I had to pick one, I'm gonna pick Bud. Blood in a split or unanimous or knockout. Split. Oh, Yvonne? Split unanimous. or unanimous or knockout? Unanimous, but it's going to be a good fight. All right, all right, all right. All right, baby. I'm actually very shocked that y'all picked Bud. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think when you when most polls I saw, they had Spence slightly above. Um, He is the bigger fighter. Um, He's a scary fighter, too. I will say it about Spence. Spence knows how to work the body. And when you work the body well, it takes away from your power. So Bud does have the power to do some things, but the body for, um, work that Spence does could definitely play a factor in this. But with all that, you guys are learning from the sports junkie. Y'all been paying attention, and I'm proud of y'all. Y'all actually been tuned in. Y'all listen when I teach, and I'm going to keep teaching because I got Bud in a unanimous decision I think the IQ is what separates him. It's not to say that Spence is a dumb fighter because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Bud is off the charts. You talk to Shakur Stevenson. You start you talk, You talk. start talking to any of the boxes that sparred with Bud, and they're like, this dude is off the charts when it comes to IQ. It's like he just knows how to work angles. He knows it. He's just incredible when it comes to, like, just knowing how to adapt to different situations. Um, I think both of them have the will. Then you're gonna have to kill them in the ring. They're not gonna get knocked out. For everybody that's saying there's gonna be a stoppage, unless the corner throws the towel in or the ref stops the fight. I don't see this being a fight that gets stopped. Um, just because these two guys, they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose. They want to. They want to win this fight so bad. 
because what it does for their legacy. I know Bud said what I've done up until this point, I've submitted my legacy. I'm a Hall of Famer regardless, and that does concern me, like what C's saying, because he's more like I'm good where I'm at in the, in the state of boxing. But I think there's that cherry on top, and I think he gets that cherry on top in a competitive fight, but a clear fight for me. I got Bud winning this fight, but shout out to Spence, man. You had a hell of a career, and I give you nothing but props for taking this fight. My only, my only knock to this fight is it should have happened four or five years ago. Mm. So the fact that it's happening now, that's a problem. But we happy. We happy regardless. But I got Terrence Crawford winning this fight in the unanimous decision. So you feel so you feel like so you kind of feel like the same vibe when when Pacquiao and Mayweather was taking a while to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I think I think there's a great analogy too, Kyo. I think that Bud is more like Mayweather, and not in the sense of like everything, but just he knows he knows how to pick you apart in different ways. And Spence is more like Pacquiao. He's putting he's applying that pressure and he's trying to get you up out of there. Bud does the same thing. Bud can fight you many different ways. He can box you, he can fight you. And to me, I just think Bud just brings more to the, the, the ring than Spence does. So slightly, so I'm going with Bud. Hold up, I got a question, man. And I, I'm glad you I'm glad you said that, Nick, and I'm glad you said that, Keo. People, uh, I, I have a problem when people talk about the uh the Mayweather when Mayweather and Pacquiao fought. They always say that uh that that Mayweather waited till Pacquiao got old, then he wanted to fight him. Bruh, Mayweather had birthdays too. <laughs> it was the same thing as it would have been years before, man. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was Mayweather's fault. I'm just saying it took too long for both sides. Not, not, not just one particular person. Yeah, okay. I think, and, and, and I'll say this: it benefits these two young men because, well, gentlemen, because they're still undefeated. But just think how much money Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder missed out on by not fighting when they were undefeated. Crazy. They could have made so much money, but now, I mean, we'll watch it because we're sports fans. But real, we like really are sports junkies. But a lot of people are gonna be like, "Man, the fight's on, cool, whatever." But what it could have been—that's you know—that's what you want. You want to cash in when it's at that point. You don't want to play mm -hmm. around with it to me. And that's what I miss about the old school boxing. Everybody would fight everybody. Now it's kind of been like. Let's try to duck. Let's try to keep our undefeated record. At the end of the day, bro, Pacquiao is a Hall of Fame fighter. Canelo Alvarez is a Hall of Fame fighter. They have losses. That's what I like about the UFC. They, Keo and Yvonne watches a lot more UFC than I do. But what they're going to do, they're going to fight each other. At the end of the day, if you win, you lose, the draw, you're going to fight. And I think boxing, that's the one thing that I don't like about boxing. Sometimes they wait too long or they don't even fight at all. And I'm glad these two guys are getting in the ring. Now, well, I would yeah. say that Floyd messed it up. Everybody's protecting that O because of Floyd. Everybody's protecting that O. People used to fight all the time. Like he mentioned, um, he mentioned um who said who said Hearns and who else and who else? And Hagler. Hagler. Yep. And I would argue that this is more like Hearns and Leonard. You know what I mean? But you did have those fights. Somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. This fight right here, I think that as long as it's a good fight, we might have a trilogy on our hands. Whoever wins yeah, this one, the next person will win the next one. The other person will win the next fight, and they'll have the tiebreaker. But so that's why I say that's why I said Shaft five years ago, because you're looking at Terrence Crawford, who's 35 years old. 
even if you have a trilogy, you're talking about going up into almost 40 years old. And I mean, yeah, it's cool. We're going to watch it. But it would have been so much better if you fight at 29, 30, and then you build on that trilogy from there. To me, it would have just been better. But I'm not going to complain. The fight's happening. I'm happy about it. Tank Davis, what up? It's time to make <laughs> Let's get straight to these payments. Devin Haney, stop. I'm not going to say ducking. We'll be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. Uh, um, all right. So um, take that 25%, man. So shut before, up. Before, uh, before that happens, they do have a UFC event, UFC 291 main event is. Um, Justin Gavji against Louisiana's own Dustin Poirier. Um, Yvonne, uh, give give us your uh, thoughts on that fight really quick. Okay, well, I actually was going to mention this event. I'm gonna, I was gonna say if you guys are literally only interested in that fight, go to go to your uh, local B Dubs or, or a place that is going to show the UFC event and the boxing event because it's going to be a, a night full of fights on come Saturday night because this UFC card is actually really really good. Uh, the co-main event is also a title fight, Blazowicz versus Pereira. That's an awesome fight. The whole card is great. And then you got Poirier versus Gaethje. Uh, this is a rematch. They fought once before. Poirier is going to beat him again. He won the first fight, and he's going to win the second fight. The reason is the reason is because Gaethje is too one-dimensional. He just likes to stand with people and just brawl out. He does not care what happens. And Poirier can do a lot more things. And in the first fight, Gaethje stood up with him the whole fight, just like he does every fight, and could not knock out Poirier, and he ended up getting knocked out. I don't see anything different happening here because Gaethje's just too one-dimensional. Poirier, I don't know if he knocks him out, but Poirier is going to win this fight again. Uh, but even the co-main event is really good. This is a really good card, UFC card. I already know what I'm doing Saturday night. Two screens up. I'm gonna. I got Crawford on one fight or on one screen, and I got uh, Poirier on another. So good Saturday night coming up, and it's full of fights. Hey man, right. I had to go get my um. I'm, I I don't watch too much UFC, but I had to go get my um Northside Viking head man Lafayette's own Northside High School very own Dustin Poirier, bro. Watch him beat him up. Watch him beat him up, man. That's how we do it. That's how we do it down here. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not from Lafayette, but I I'm, I'm adopted. I spent most of my adult life here. So did, <laughs> did, like, well. uh, did Cormier and uh, Poirier go to the same high school? And, and if they went to separate, okay, so they did. Okay, yeah, cool. That's Absolutely. pretty cool. That got, that's pretty here. cool that they got two uh, UFC fighters that are actually stars. Coming from the same high school and stuff. You guys got stars. And Cuban's from that too. Interesting. Well, I'm gonna shout out my school, LRCA, because Dustin's little sister goes there, baby. And she comes to our school. You know, you know, see us no hard feelings. We love what y'all doing at Dark Side. It's a charter thing, man. It's a charter vibe. Shout out to his sister, shout out to Dustin, man. Dustin, go ahead and rock that thing out, man. We about to, right. we about to party all night. Man. I guess, I guess we, I talk to two, bro. So it's all good. I guess, I guess, I guess we know who C and um, an X got in this fight. Um, <laughs> this fight is actually for the BMF title, also. So, um, yeah, BMF, yeah, BMF, <laughs> baddest MF. I thought you talked about Black Mafia family, me, big me. <laughs> 
right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap things up and go straight to our shoutouts. Okay. All right, go man. First, man. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just go first then. Uh, appreciate y'all come having me on again. I really enjoyed my time. I love that we're talking football. We're getting closer. Uh, hey, after this weekend, it's it's August. We're 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 already we're already here. Uh, college football even starts at the end of August. So uh, this is actually our last uh, month without football. Actually, when you look at it that way, um, you can have. 12 different Saints hats. They're still not going to be a playoff. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'll be back on next weekend. We'll talk some Big 12 AFC West. We'll recap the fights. I'm excited. Like I said, don't just have the boxing event up. Hey, turn on UFC this Saturday night because it's a really, really good card. If it wasn't a good card, I wouldn't hype it up, but it really is. Uh, and I just hope it lives up to the hype. Peace out. All good, man. My last minute shout outs. I always go to Hunter Morgan, Tori, Christian, and Lee, and Edward. Daddy, love y'all. I'll see you in just a second. To um, my beautiful wife, Latricia, she waiting on me now. I'm about to go get in the bed. I'll see you in just a second. And to Pat Pat Baby, my grandbaby Marcel, uh, Carter Brown. Pat Pat, love you. I'll see you in just a second, even if it's just on FaceTime, even though we just left the house not too long ago. All right. So appreciate y'all, boys, for having me on here. MBS. We up, baby. Let's go. Man, shout out to all you gentlemen, man. I know it's rough, man. Week in and week out, y'all. Hey, I'm teaching y'all. Y'all learn. I'm proud of y'all. Um, ESPN, when you come get the junkie, make sure you get the homies, too, because they learn. They've been in the lab. They working. I see them. They learn a little something. Um, Real quick, I know we didn't do the topic, but I just want to say this. My top five pass rushers, Max Crosby, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett. Y'all will do that next week, though. With that being said, your boy tricks the sport, Jack. Well, all right, man. Shout out to Steve. For you. Wow. Man. Oh, come on, man. Sit on there. Shout out to Steve, X, Yvonne. Um, uh, solid show, NBS show, man. Make sure you catch us on Spotify and on YouTube. Follow us on all social media platforms. We got a, we got a lot coming up this week. Um. With um, we got some more content for MBS. Take your pick. We also have um the MBS. Let's talk about it show, and then we got uncensored coming up also. But with that being said, man, we'll see you guys next time. Who that, bro? Who that? Don't.